I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shaq, it's time for another show. Yes. As always, I ask you a question at the top of the show. Uh, This is your question at the top of the show this episode. Shaq, are you a quality lover? Um, I would say yes. I'm a... I'm uh, pretty uh, dedicated to both pleasing my partner and myself. So, yeah. I think that's a reasonable answer. Yeah. Everybody, check us out at Six Unseemly and all social media at unseemlyquestions.com. Welcome to Six Unseemly Questions. I'm your host, Victor Varnado. This is my sidekick, Shaq Stanley. Hola. Oh, Shaq, I didn't realize that you changed your name uh, to Shakalaka. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, amazing. All right. So uh, would you like me to refer to you as Shakalaka or is Shaq fine? You know what? For this for this episode, sure. Shakalaka, Shakalaka will do. Okay. Um. All right, so uh, we've got a great contestant on the show today. Everybody, put your hands together for Mike Kaplan. Yay! Hey, thank you so much for having me, Victor and Shakalaka. Happy to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. Uh, You've always been a fun person to talk to on and off of recording devices. Hmm, that's very kind of you to say. I I felt like when I said that, I kind of dipped into your style of speaking <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything but i you do owe me money now <laughs> uh we've got a wonderful studio audience as well everybody put your hands together for john moses and emily Blake. all right hey wonderful to have you both here uh mike i'm gonna explain how the show works and we're gonna get started i'm gonna ask you six unseemly questions at the end of each question i'll ring a bell if i like your answer like this However, if I do not like your answer, I will not ring a bell, and I'll tell you why. Regardless of how many bells you get, at the end of the show, I'll decide whether or not it's worth giving you five whole dollars. Are you ready? I am ready. Uh, It's time for question number one. Question number one. Have you ever noticed the smell of your own mustache? Yes. Uh, Not frequently, Mm -hmm. but especially uh, in mask times. Uh, oh, and I don't know if it was I pinpoint exactly because there's more than just the mustache under the mask. But yeah, sometimes when I grow my mustache and beard out uh, for months, uh, eventually I know about it because my mustache is in my nose, which is where my smelling happens. Gotcha. Um, I feel like speaking of masks, I feel like that the masks made oral hygiene skyrocket. Oh, yes. The, the the pandemic, while horrible for many reasons, did, for the living, surviving people, improve our hygiene in uh, teeth brushing as well as male hand washing, I understand. 
<laughs> I'm a, I'm a victim of that. I'm, I definitely do, improved do you my know watching. That uh, my understanding is that I think there is data to support this that before the pandemic, uh, men's rooms and ladies' rooms would uh, standardly not have the same length of time to wait to get in and out. Uh, but after the pandemic uh, or during, uh, the line time waiting lengths equalized because men started washing their hands the right amount of time like they were supposed to, indicating that before that they slash we hadn't been. This is what I've always said. People bitch about how long the ladies line is. I'm like, it's because we wash our fucking hands. Sorry. I'm just... <laughs> providing some anecdotal Uh, uh, Emily and her talking about women here (laughs) I I apologize thank you thank you for agreeing with me that is uh that is also great that is great information and and it's sad that I'm part of uh that statistic (laughs) but it is what it is you know what are you gonna do uh you know what uh there's so much truth in that answer I'm gonna give it a bell Thank you so much. It is now time for question number two. But before we do that, can you tell people out there what you do? Thank you for asking, Victor. I do many things. Uh, For my career, I do stand-up comedy. I love doing it. Uh, For fun, I enjoy writing music, playing music, listening to music. I have many other interests. I don't know how long this show can be, but uh, those are some things for now. Um, has anyone ever des- described your cadence as vampiric? Vampiric. I think you, if you're doing it now, are the first. Yeah, you like. You like. I think you have that kind of like vampire lull to your voice. Hmm. Uh, I I understand, <laughs> and also <laughs> vaunt to suck your blood. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is time for question number two. Question number two. Please explain the origin of the spelling of your name. Happy to. Uh, It's actually connected to, I believe, where you're from, Victor. Uh, You're from Minnesota, are you not? That is true. I uh, Uh, spent a lot of years in Minnesota in in college. And Prince is also from Minnesota. And Prince factors heavily in my name spelling origin story. Because I was, uh, however old I was, maybe 14, give or take a year, in the early to mid-90s when Prince changed his name to not a different spelling, but a whole different uh, form of Mm -hmm. hieroglyph. Uh, And I thought that that was cool and weird. And I was like, that guy did a cool, weird thing. I'll do a cool, weird thing. And I changed mine too, not knowing that his was for a legal dispute with a record label reason so that he could keep putting out music that they wouldn't own until the time was up and eventually he could change back and be prince again at which point i was like well now i'm just weird and alone but uh, at least i didn't change mine so that you had to make a whole new keyboard for the alphabet uh i i use regular letters uh but that that was why that was why i did it prince inspiration that was that's really interesting i didn't know that that it, I I knew that you changed it on. I knew that you changed it, of course, but I didn't exactly know what the origin of that is. You know, I I gotta I gotta say, Bell, because it it answered my curiosity. So Woo! you know, it is what it is. Bell, Bell, Bell. I don't know. That was a, although it does. You know, 
when you say it, you know, like, well, I changed my name because Prince changed his name to a symbol. That's also like, you know, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I was a child. What was any of us doing I as a child? I get it. I, I hear you. I've done a lot of interesting things that are going to be with me for the rest of my life. All right. It is time for question number three. Question wow. number three. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question. Okay. And if your answer is the same as my answer, then bell for sure. Okay. Ooh. Here it is. Did you ever make homemade tater tots? Oh, that was not, I don't know what question I was expecting, but I'll <laughs> tell you for sure. It was not that, uh, the answer, as far as I can remember, is no. I have never made homemade what? tater tots. Oh my God, no, Belle. <laughs> I just assumed that you would probably at one point made a homemade tater tots. Uh, when do you think I did that? Like as as an adult sometime? Here's what I, here's what I, I figured. I figured, this is how I reasoned this. As a vegan, I reasoned that you have made a lot of different dishes with vegetables mm. that that is so accurate <laughs> you would have made homemade tater tots uh i'll tell you this is that uh potatoes are what well, like growing up i ate if you tell a me lot potatoes of... are not vegan i'm gonna flip out right now no 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 potatoes a hundred percent vegan unless you do you know dump things to them but I loved I loved a French fry as a kid. I enjoyed potatoes in many forms, in chips and such, and pierogies. And mm -hmm. uh, in fact, here's a I I want to say that this is fun. I think this will be a fun story. I don't hold me to it. I hope but it is. <laughs> when I was at summer camp, uh, when I was a teenager, the very camp where I changed my name to a spelling inspired by Prince, mm -hmm. uh, the softball league at our summer camp ha had like six teams every summer. And they all had different names that were often scrambled words like uh, that all had a theme. And the kids, if you could unscramble all of them and figure out the theme, then you'd win a prize. And one year, the I, I came up with the names for the team, uh, which one of them was Rose Piggy, which is pierogies scrambled mm -hmm. up one of them was Slay, which was Lay's scrambled up. And it was all different potato products. Uh, one of them might have been something of latkes or something like castle spelled with a K. Uh -huh. And and so I'm I'm I've had many a potato in my life, but these days I try to not have as much starch. So I'm I'm more into green and other colors of vegetables as opposed to a a beige, brown, white, uh, any any anything like that. I like a, I like a rainbow in my mouth. Uh, All right, so that I'm I gonna should have said that. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I want to say Nobel for two reasons yeah, that's, this time, Bell. Mm -hmm, fair enough. Oh, okay. One reason one is because you didn't you've never made homemade tater tots. That's right. Okay. That's reason number one. And reason number that's two, it. that whole story about you naming the teens potatoes was unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, it was that's cute. True. I liked it, but Thank it was you. definitely unnecessary. Okay. You're right. It didn't have anything to do with the question. I uh, I mean, I don't apologize. I stand by everything <laughs> that I've ever done that hasn't hurt anyone. I don't think I've hurt it. It didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, I'm, just I'm always waging war. I'm always waging war with my kid to eat vegetables, and she's like, "But Dad, I eat potatoes," and I'm like, "The potato is not a vegetable." 
Ha. <laughs> it is far too delicious. You're not struggling to eat it. It's not a bit. It doesn't count. You know? Yeah, you have to not want to eat it for it to be yes. a vegetable when you're a kid. That's correct. It's, it's got to be a chore. Right? <laughs> it's oh, almost make you vomit. <laughs> I, I was one of those kids that got sat overnight like with the plate that I wouldn't eat the greens on. <laughs> I would like oh. that happen to me <laughs> when I was a kid. Ah, uh, my goodness. All right. Uh, it's time to go to commercial. Uh, so here it is. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to that commercial. All right. uh, Now it's time for question number four. Question number four. What is the process of getting into the Fringe Festival? Oh, thank you for asking. First, real quick, I think it's delightful that all the times that I've heard you come back from commercial, you laugh when you say, welcome back, because in the recording, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to reveal too much behind the curtain, but in reality, we didn't hear a commercial right now. We just kept going, but you were like, hee, 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 we're back. (laughs) (laughs) But we never left. Uh, And that's how you get into the Fringe Festival. So right now, as we speak, I am in Edinburgh, Scotland at the Fringe Festival uh, in August of 2023. And I did it once before in 2018. And there's a couple ways to get into it, as far as I know. There's one way that is there's the free fringe, which anyone can just apply to. I think if you just look up Edinburgh free fringe or there's like maybe PBH, I think is I don't know what it stands for, but I've seen that on the free fringe show posters. And it's like a collective that just, you know, everywhere in the city of Edinburgh kind of turns into like the university, every classroom becomes a venue. And I've gone to shows like inside, like in the basement of a health food store, like where that there could be a show like some buildings have like multiple shows in like almost the same room wow. so they just ev- i think it's literally like between three and four thousand shows happen wow. every day or at least throughout the month and including up to fifty thousand performers and so you can do it you can <laughs> I mean, you fly here and put yourself up and the free fringe, like, you know, your shows are free, but people always, uh, you get to like, you know, ma- make a pitch to be like, please give me money because I want it at the end. Uh, and then the non-free fringe, so that's one way. You just 
go online, look up how to submit to the free fringe. Probably it happens in August every year. So start like early in the calendar year and you can Mm -hmm. do it. The way that I've done it is that I have, it's a a double-edged sword, fortunate and unfortunate. I've had a manager in comedy who has had other clients who've come here and he reached out. uh, And the first time I came, he found a producer that would do the producing uh, and they were like, we'll get your venue. We'll do all this stuff. We'll get promoters. We'll connect you with people. We'll hire street teams and we'll also take all of the money. Uh, so I like that. I didn't have to do much, but most people their first time don't make a lot. If any, some people lose thousands of dollars. I think, I, I think my first time I only lost hundreds of dollars. So I felt, uh, but also I think I might not have been counting my flight, but uh, so the point is. The two ways to do it are Google it or talk to my manager. <laughs> Either way, it's a money loser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the free fringe actually can be more of a money maker. But here's, I saw a wonderful pitch the other day, a comedian named Daniel Muggleton. Uh, and like, it's like a real system that people have, like they have like credit card readers and, you know, a bucket for cash, but they just like, like make the pitch at the end of the show. They're like, and he, he was basically like, look, it's a free show, but you know, I'd love for you to pay what you think the show is worth. And he's like, I think it's worth 10 pounds. It's like, I do shows like this at other festivals. They cost about 10 pounds. And he said something like, there's a lot of shows at this festival that cost 10 pounds and are bad. So if, <laughs> if you liked my show at all, so if you don't have 10, give me five. You don't, you don't have to, like you never have to, but like a lot of people like are here and want to support. And if they have five or 10 pounds or 20 or whatever. So some people do make their entire, like, I feel like, you know, UK or European living for the year in this month, if they have, you know, a fan base and attract enough people to their shows. I think that that could absolutely be true. I I a hundred percent believe that there's like a little business system around doing like live shows like that, where you can yeah. like clean up if you're smart. All right, okay. Well, that was a great answer, but uh, no bell. Okay. Um, Thank you. Now it is now time for question number five. Question Ooh. number five: Are you a soft or hard sell vegan? Oh. That's an interesting question. Um, I, I think I would say soft. Um, like, I know that people don't like to be told what to do or preached to. I, I, I think I don't tell people to do things because I think that that's a way to guarantee uh, that they will be less likely to do the thing. So, you know, I, I just believe in people and... Uh, uh, you know, you, you've seen the movie or you've avoided, see, you've avoided seeing the movies that make you uh, sad. About, like every, you know, <laughs> you know this. Like, I feel like the, the main, the best argument that I, I feel like the most realistic argument that I've ever heard against being vegan is uh, I don't wanna. And so mm-hmm. look, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not your vegan dad. I'm not here to, you know, send you to your room without meat. Uh, I'm like, eat your vegetables, even if it's potatoes. That's fine by me. Eat all the potatoes. Just eat only potatoes. Is this like uh, a routine that you do on stage? No, no. This is uh, this is off. Funny. This is off the dome. It's It's great. 
I thank you. There's one part of it that I have said on stage, just the impression part, but the just that brief line, my impression of an argument against veganism. Right. But uh, no, I I do my best. Like I I came up, you know, I've been vegan for 20 years. I've been a comedian for 20 years. And so I feel like a lot of, you know, everybody's comedy is forged in the fires of opposition. You know, you're like trying to get people to relate to you or to like you or to listen to you or to think that you are good at something, whether it's comedy or having a point. And in the beginning, like, please, please, will you like me? You know, or, you know, maybe that's just me. But uh, I feel like especially talking about things like veganism, uh -huh. I'm like, I understand that people aren't. So I feel like I've done my best to like bend over backwards to not fall into the stereotype of the annoying preachy vegan. And I think uh, that if you ask anyone, except for some people, they'll agree with me. I think I, I agree with you. I'm giving you a bell on that one. Woo! Um, I, I, uh, I think I think that I I so I had a last question for you, the question number mm. six, but I want to change that question. Wow. I'll tell you what the question I had for you, and then I'll tell you what the question I want to change it to. Okay. Here's the question I had for you. And the last question, question number six was should candy be free? Okay. Mm. And I wanted to hear your reasoning behind that. But instead, um, I wanna ask when I asked you about tater tots and I, I was like setting it up and you were like, mm. I totally thought you were gonna ask me something else. What did you think I was going to ask you? Oh, um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, first, I'll say, you know, just in case that candy, I think that everything should be free. Number one, across the board, I think uh, everyone should be able to have all of their needs met. Um at least all of your basic things should be free. And is candy basic? Maybe not. Maybe candy should be super expensive because then you're, you know, I mean, I guess people are brushing their teeth more due to the mask breath. But uh, my question, I guess I thought you were going to ask something more specifically like personal about maybe uh, my relationship or history of relationships or, you know, something that would have been more of like a, you know, a hard hitting journalistic, you know, not a gotcha question because you're my friend and you're nice, but something that would have delved deeper into my psyche and life. I mean, I think we got a lot out of that potato question, but uh, that's what I would say. Oh, OK. I'm just going to say no bell because your opinion of my potato question. No bell. I love I loved your question. It was a wonderful, surprising question. I love to be surprised. I mean, no, you I, obviously I were that like bell. that question was dumb, and you should have asked a question about like, you know, like you know what what do I think is who's the perfect mate or something. Uh, Whatever, dude. I mean, Whatever, uh, dude. I'm I'm sorry that I made you feel like your potato question. You didn't make me feel anything, dumb. man. Oh. I'm sorry that I assumed <laughs> that I knew what I made you feel. All right. Um, however, you have answered all six questions, which was fabulous. Uh, now it's time Thank to decide you. whether or not you get $5 for your appearance on the show. As you know, the number of bells that you got has nothing to do with whether or not you get $5. I'm um, worried about that. 
But before we do that, can you tell people out there where to find you? Sure. Uh, well, if this comes out in August of 2023, you can find me in Edinburgh, Scotland at the Fringe Fest, doing a show basically every night. Uh, otherwise, I'll be doing stand-up comedy shows that you can find on my website, MikeKaplan.com, spelled the weird way I spell it, M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. I'm also Mike Kaplan, spelled that way, on all social media, uh, including every new version of everything that keeps popping up, and I try to whack-a-mole them down and post everything across every platform. So I may, I may stop doing that at some point. But... I will also say, uh, so I've got comedy albums that you can get on Spotify and the like, and I have a new book that my friend Ramin Nazer uh, and I created. He illustrated some of my jokes. It's called Heartbrain Art Train, and it's on my website and his website. And I've also got a new dry bar special that you can get. Awesome. If, yeah, those are the things. Those are many places you can find me. Thank you for asking. Not a problem. Well, now it's time to decide whether or not you get $5. And as Ooh. always, we canvas the room. Shaq, what do you think? Should Mike get $5 for his appearance on the show? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because okay. I had no idea about that whole Prince name change situation. Thank you. And that's fascinating. I appreciate and, it. And weird. Yeah. yeah. It did satisfy yeah. my curiosity. I was really happy I asked. Um, I'm down. Uh, Emily, what do you think? Should Mike get $5 for his appearance on the show? Yes, absolutely. Um, because I love Mike and I appreciate his vampire delivery. Ah, ah, so, ah. <laughs> 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 right. Not pretty specific, you know, just a vibe. On vibe alone, yes. Okay. Thank you, Emily. All right. So uh, whatever you're putting out there, it's working. All right. Uh, John, what do you think? Should Mike get $5 for his appearance on the show? Nah. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, any different? No, no, no. That's funny. <laughs> no, no. I think he should. And, and I, because I learned something, and that is how to properly promote everything you're doing across every. Um, <laughs> I felt so lazy after he gave his pitch. He's like, and I'm on. Stitcher and all my albums and everything. I was like, oh my God, why did I like say half of this? You know, so yes, five dollars. Um, yes, all right, well, that's great. I, you know, that's funny. I do put that section in the show so that people can promote, and not not everybody chooses to promote, which is odd. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, let's ask our uh producer, Rachel. Rachel, what do you think? Uh, should Mike get five dollars for his appearance on the show? Oh, I mean, that potato monologue <laughs> is everything. I would pay money to hear that potato monologue again and again. In fact, I would pay $5 to hear that potato monologue. And so, wow. um, yes, he should get the $5. All right. Uh, a little weird, but okay. Thanks, Rachel. You're welcome. All right. And thank you, Mike. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, uh, the last person we need to ask is you, Mike. What do you think? Should you get $5 for your appearance on the show? It's a great question. Uh, my answer may be surprising. But first, a question for you. Okay. It's six unseemly questions. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it $6? Um, because $5 rolls off the tongue much easier. People connect with that better. 
six and seemly questions, but then the five dollar thing just like it it, it works. Uh, well, thank you. So my answer, uh, it's a two parter. One is like I'm I'm happy for the room to have spoken, but if it's up to me, I'd say give it to John because he needs it. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously, you've never heard our rule of we never give money to anybody but the person, and if you try to donate it, no way. So no five dollars oh. for you. Oh, I didn't I didn't know about that rule. That is a standing rule on the show since it began. Nice. Thought he could. <laughs> since the I mean, show began, anytime people try to get... deflect the five dollars, it's an automatic no. Wow. Okay. But well, thank you for appearing on the show. You're great. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Wonderful. So now all we have to do is figure uh, wrap this up. Shaq, uh, what did you learn from this week's show? Um, I learned that Mike uh definitely has vampire vibes, but it's like <laughs> it's like hipster Brooklyn vampire. No, know? he's uh, he's a, he's a he's a cool vampire. He's like the reason. He's like the he's I would you know he's an admin vampire. An admin vampire? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, everybody check us out at Six Unseemly on all social media at unseemlyquestions.com. <laughs>